Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. Welcome to the Review Crew. It's your co-host Fran, toddler mom, baker, millennial, co-host of this podcast. And it's Emma, aspiring minimalist, New Yorker, lover of Christmas, on a fertility journey. Mm. Welcome. <laughs> lover of Christmas. Yeah, I'm just realizing that I never say welcome is the beginning, but I did this time. Nice. I guess I was just feeling like bringing, I wanted to bring everyone in. You know, I wasn't just asking how they were doing. I wanted to really welcome them into the space today. I bet they felt welcome. That's nice. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Don't get used to it, though. Uh, (laughs) how are you i'm doing well i actually had a great day yesterday which i'll tell you all about i'm on my class pass grind yes (laughs) loving class pass recommended to everyone out there not sponsored Mm -hmm. and i saw the fablemans the new steven spielberg flick which i will also be reviewing oh great i haven't even watched a trailer for that (laughs) <laughs> well you won't need to after my review <laughs> perfect that How is are why you? i love this i'm fine i woke up about 25 30 minutes ago a little little inside look reviewers i had to text them to start a little late because i woke up 15 minutes before we were going to record um so i'm sipping my coffee and uh feeling all right uh, yeah i mean i just had extra time off because of thanksgiving so i'm very happy about that um, exactly that's also why i'm in a great mood too yeah that's- dude it's amazing what not working will do for you like, <laughs> i remember like you reviewed how going back to work was really good for your mental health but then it's like that wears off i feel like after like a pretty short amount of time and then we need regular time off Exactly. That only applies when you've had like multiple months out of work. Yes. My when boss, because um, I had to work. So I had Thursday, Friday off for Thanksgiving and then I had to work Saturdays with my normal days to work. And then my normal weekend is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So yesterday when I came in, my boss was like, are you working tomorrow? And I'm like, no, it's mm-hmm. my day off. And he's just like, yeah, but you just had two days off. And I'm like, dude, if I had the option to not work today, I would have not worked today. And he's just like, what? Why? <laughs> you barely worked this week. And I'm just like, yeah, if I could, I would never work. So, and then he was talking shit about like people who, um, basically don't uh completely make their entire schedule available to their workplace at all times, and people who like try to take vacations. And it's just like, yeah, dude, dude. not everyone's a workaholic. Like, what do you want? I just said that I was like, yeah, that sounds like unhealthy to expect that people, um, dedicate their entire life to their workplace. Work and hustle culture is truly so scary. Like, okay, I was talking to my cousin who I never see on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how's work? Whatever. And then blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, like, what are your hours like? Because I know he worked in, like, banking, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, investment banking type things. Mm -hmm. He was like, not too bad. Like, 50 to 60 hours a week. I'm like, you're telling me you work from, like, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day of the week. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's insane and i feel like yeah and there's people who are like 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 the head chef in my work is very much just like this is normal and what i should be in like i like doesn't understand that other people don't want to be working a million hours all the time whereas it's interesting because the owner i think i mean business owners in general always are working like crazy hours to make their business run (laughs) 
and she works like crazy and she's actually trying to right now to actually take days off she almost worked through her two days off for thanksgiving and her boyfriend is very nice forced her to not um but she at least understands that she's a crazy person and can't expect that from everybody um whereas i feel like yeah a lot of people are like yeah i work 50 or 60 hours a week and like that's normal and i'm like dude i'm working 30 hours a week and i'm over it yeah, I feel you on that, dude. 32 hours like a week. To me, 32 hours a week, that's, like, that's the sweet spot of, like, I feel not completely burnt out at all times. Like, I am working enough. Like, I never want to work more good. than this. I probably yeah. will have to work more than this at some point. But for now, I'm loving it. Guys, if you have to work like us, if you're a working person and you need a break from all of that, I recommend taking... Oh, little Sylvia. What's she saying? <laughs> I don't know. She's yelling at Steven. <laughs> it really sounds like she's saying stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recommend everyone seek out an adult beginner's dance class because what I took yesterday <gasps> through class pass was called Adult Beginner Dance Parentheses Hot Bitch Close Parentheses. And it was a delight. Oh my god. Okay, I <laughs> I'm so excited that you took this. Okay, did you take another stripper pole dancing class? Is this? Are you going to do more pole dancing and this hot bitch class? What's? <laughs> I need more background first before we get into it. Okay, so I have not taken another Incredipole class. This Incredipole. was kind of instead of Incredipole for this weekend because I've been wanting to take this class for a while. I don't know if I mentioned it on the pod like a couple months ago. I tried to take this class and then I was like an hour late and like got their time wrong whatever didn't end Mm. up taking it so I was really looking forward to this class and it exceeded my expectations it was just as fun as the pole dancing class so now my plan is to kind of do both I can go back and forth you know what I'm Mm -hmm, saying mm -hmm. do both but dude I love that you're just really getting your sexy on while you get your exercise on that's fucking awesome was not sexy can I tell you this was pure silly fun okay I want you to picture this okay all right we enter the studio space, beautiful studio in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the first song we danced to, guess what song it was? Um, you don't have to guess. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I'm a bitch. I'm yes. a I was like, this is a great energy to start a dance class. Okay. Yeah, dude. Transition into mm-hmm. dancing to All I Want for Christmas is You. Okay. With like two hands on our heads as reindeer antlers prancing about the room <laughs> with like instructions to eventually form a line and just do kind of a rocket like a can-can line dude if that's not some hot bitch moves then what is <laughs> it was literally pure fun there was nothing sexy about it it was just like so silly and so mm-hmm. so 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 fun i loved it if you, if you guys are in new york i recommend it it's good move is the studio i totally want to go back there Mm-hmm. professional dancers someone who can dance well enough to lead a dance class i'm like you are a god like yeah that is crazy talent to me mm-hmm. but anyway that's um, true dances i i'm very impressed by people who are like yeah i mean honestly people with any skills but dance is just an incredible incredible set of skills it is and it's just so fun mm-hmm. so what do you that's rate the class the class was a perfect 10, guys, and I'm yes. definitely going back. You got They had you, like, partner up with a stranger and do silly, like, things across the floor, do little struts. We learned a little choreo at the end, which, inverved, which involved 
<laughs> which involved being a kitty cat and like oh. doing a little kitty cat like wow. like move with your hands. Yeah, exactly. It was just so funny and so fun. Dude, that sounds so nice. I'm so jealous of your classes. Dude, and shout out to my husband for encouraging me to go because this is my journey with ClassPass. Mm-hmm. I sign up for the class. I'm so excited for it. The day comes and I'm like, I'm not going. I really don't want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it, it takes Adrian to be like, no, you should go. Like, it'll be great. And then I'm glad he said that because I did go. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, guys, my class is at my class. I needed to leave at 1030 to get there on time in the morning. Mm. Woke up at 10 to my alarm. No okay, shit. My backup alarm. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that's a lot of sleep for me to get. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. so that's why I was like in a huge rush and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't go. But mm-hmm. it was great. We got to do it. That's basically how I feel anytime I sign up for every anything is yeah. that, wow, I'm so excited to do this thing. I signed up for it. It's so cool. And then it gets closer and I'm like, I don't want to. I want to be in my bed. I want to be in my home. I want to be in my exactly. pajamas. <laughs> exactly. And then I go and then I'm like, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do this a hundred times exactly um well i actually have a semi-related thing for those of us who aren't in new york or around cool dance classes there's something else that you could maybe try um which is the just dance video game which is on a lot of different platforms we have it for our ps4 wait we talked about this in our last step did we talk about just dance yeah dude Oh, we fuck. talked about Obama Skay, but now you've actually done it. You were planning to do it. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It. I forgot. We did totally talk about it. Okay. Well, I'll just say then very briefly that it was a 10 out of 10. I did dance against my nephew. It was right. the funnest thing of all time. My dad did it. My mom Aww. did it. Reminded me of doing, I used to do Zumba with my mom. Also 10 out of 10 experience. Love, oh, Zumba. love Zumba. Reminded me of that. Super fun. Super fun. All right, that's it then. Zumba oh man, I can't believe really we already fun. talked about it. I'm sorry. Zumba is great. I hate it. No, it's it. important that you tell me what I'm about to do. This is this was my tar. This was my <laughs> tar. <laughs> um, but yeah, great game. Great game. Great times. Wonderful. You know what's and not as good as it. tar? Hmm. The Fablemans. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Coming in hot. <laughs> Coming in hot against this Mr. Spiel. Here's the thing is I love Steven Spielberg forever for making West Side Story 2021. Wow. (laughs) This Adrian pointed out, Adrian, when we were talking about, I was like, what's your favorite movie, Adrian? He's like, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, I wonder what mine is. And he's like, it's probably West Side Story. And I was like, it probably is because as he pointed out, this is the only movie that I like have rewatched twice and like would any day would rewatch it again. Like it's so enjoyable and so good. Wow. Oh, I love West Side Story. That <laughs> is so funny. That's... Did you see it? Yeah. We watched the new one. And we watched so parts good. of the old one on YouTube because we wanted oh, to see how so it compared. Good. They're both great. Yeah. The racial stuff is a little iffy. <laughs> but in the I, old one? And, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in the new one. I mean, it's just like what happens when a bunch of like Jewish men decide to write as Puerto Ricans. And so then they have a song where they go, I want to live in America. You know, it's supposed to be about Catholics and Jewish. I know. It would have been probably better if they had just done that instead of trying to write Puerto Ricans. But uh, say la vie. I do understand that like the choreography is super fun. Yeah, it's Um, amazing. It's a there's there's a lot of a lot of good times to be had in the movie. I don't want to fully be writing it off or criticizing exactly, for liking exactly, it, but exactly. I will say it is a bit of a mess. But anyway, um... 
It's perfect. I will say. The only say- thing I don't like about it is the song that um, mm-hmm. the old lady sings when it's supposed to be a romantic song. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Um... That sounds familiar, but like I couldn't sing it to you because I watched it one time. I would say that um, threatening, a threatening dance, a dance that shows that you are a threat and where you're snapping in a threatening way, that's a 10 out of 10 for me. Love that. Literally, the opening dance is like my favorite part. Yeah, it's It's so good. It's so good. But anyway, okay, so what Mm -hmm. was I saying? Fablemans. Okay, so I love him forever for that. Um, his other films, I'm not like a crazy like Jurassic Park stan or Indiana Jones stan or ET fan yeah, dude. or whatever. Indiana Jones and Jurassic Park are so good. Um, I didn't even realize like that was him. To be honest, I had to look up his like <laughs> deal afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, I really know him for West Side Story. You're killing me. You're killing me. I love but, it. Okay. okay. The Fablemans. So it's based on his life, right? He, for some reason, uses a different name. It's like he's Sammy Fableman instead of Steven Spielberg. I'm like, okay, hmm. why? Um, a little movie magic. I guess so. It's just, I was intrigued. So Adrian and I both agree we were interested in his life. So that, I will say, it's not a boring movie. Like, if you're interested in finding out what his life was like, you won't be bored. Hmm. So I was entertained. Michelle Williams. Okay. Mm-hmm. Michelle Williams, we love her for Blue Valentine. We love mm-hmm. her for all her films. She is really doing a character in this one. Let mm. me tell you that. Mm. She's doing a strong character that the New York Times called the heart of the film. And I'm like, the fart of the film. The fart of the film. Exactly. <laughs> it's, she's not, it's just, Okay, the New York Times also called it like she's doing kind of an archetypal character. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, I guess so. Because it's really strong. It's not feeling true to life for me. It's feeling like someone doing an impression of a crazy woman Mm. in a a way that's supposed to be like, oh, but, well, we love her, but she's, she's crazy. Um, Oh, that's already annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hysteria is, we don't need it. We don't need it anymore. And like. And just with the most annoying haircut imaginable. I just, I can't with Michelle Williams in this movie. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, what is the haircut? <laughs> Describe to me. It's one of those tight bobs, like, from, like, the 20s or whatever. That's, like, mm. like really tight on your head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it will not do. And it's, like, she's married to, like, okay, Steven Spielberg's dad is an engineer. Played by Paul Dano, who I thought was so endearing. Oh. Um, And, like, engineer is, like, oh, I'm. Or no, is like a computer scientist or whatever. And he's like, I am science. I am science. And the mother's like, I am art. 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 You know what I mean? Well, Like, it's like this conflict. That <laughs> sounds so annoying. Yeah. It was just like, is this real? It doesn't feel very real. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. He turned out great. Well, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> so how would you rate the movie overall? And then how would you rate specifically the parts the characters the parent parent figures i'm giving the movie a 6.5 okay i'm giving paul dano mm-hmm. an eight he did a great job acting oh. good job paul dano well done paul michelle williams mm. i have a bone to pick with her Uh-oh. i don't know people love her well i loved her in blue valentine did you watch blue valentine no okay well you should <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely a movie where I watched the trailer and I was like, wow, I really want to see that. And then never saw it and forgot about it. It looks sad. Very sad. Very sad. 
mm-hmm. but pretty good. Anyway, she's great in that. So I'm sure she's a great actor in general. Maybe it was just the writing or the character or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for this movie, I'm giving her like a two. She really bothered me. And was it misog- Was it my own internalized misogyny? Listeners, tell me. <laughs> or was it the director's internalized misogyny for writing yeah. a shallow-ass character? <laughs> like, exactly. Hard to <laughs> say. Okay, again, back to the New York Times review, they're like, it's clear that Steven Spielberg is, like, on his mom's side and everything. And I'm like, is it clear? Because she sounds so annoying. Yeah. But I don't know. It's also, like, can you be on anyone's side if you don't see them as a full person and only see them as an archetype? Like, that's kind of weird. Exactly. Exactly. Especially because, I don't know, whatever. I don't know, I didn't see it. But sounds, sounds annoying. Sounds annoying. But I'll watch the trailer. Watch the trailer. Um, I don't know what we were getting into. I was kind of like, oh, is this going to be like Tree of Lifey? Like it felt, I felt very. Um, hmm. The trailer made it seem very like this is about movie making on like a grand scale, hmm. but it's not really. It's just kind of about his life. It's just like a biopic or whatever. Hmm. Um, You're just eating up the biopics lately. You got your Weird Al in there. You got <laughs> Steven Spielberg in there. Who's next? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Very good. Okay. I'm trying to That's think if I consumed any um, media recently, and I feel like <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> but I did want to ask you, though, because something yeah. that I also did not watch this year was the Macy's Day Parade, which I was happy oh. to not watch because as I before I rated a 5 out of 10. But you, my friend, oh, attended yeah. the Macy's Day Parade. We attended. This is my first year ever attending the Macy's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we went. Thank you for bringing this up. Mm-hmm. Adrian, because he works for the city, there's like a few bleachers that are kind of cordoned off for like city workers. So that was really mm-hmm. fun to get to sit there. Now, I will say, um, people, when I watched the recording afterwards, the announcers kept being like, and it's not even that cold. Like, it's a great day for a parade. It was so cold i cannot explain to you if you're sitting on a metal bleacher for like yeah four hours yeah it's very 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 cold and to the point where afterwards my like one of my toes was like i didn't have any feeling in it and i did start to go down the rabbit hole of like did i get frostbite <laughs> because it hurt really bad in my oh, feet. yeah so that was the only downside but the the floats were amazing seeing the celebrities was really funny because mm-hmm. we had to just kind of guess who they were because we couldn't always see the um, signs. Mm-hmm. So it would the only person we recognized right away was Sean Paul. It was very exciting to see Sean oh, Paul. Oh, Sean Paul. Because he was lip syncing, like, um, Get Busy, yeah, uh, Such a good song. Yeah, exactly. The crowd went wild. City workers loved Sean Paul. How can you not? Exactly. And then there were people like, like people we had to guess adrian luckily is very good at spotting celebs so we he like adrian was like it's the girl from modern family and it was like sarah highland or whatever which i doubted at the time but then afterwards realized it was so anyway the celebrity spotting was fun Mm -hmm. um the the floats were great it was really funny too to see all the filler like i I guess i never really watched the parade like straight through but Mm -hmm. macy's has like a ton of filler of just like the like costumes and things they reuse every year Mm-hmm. like for example they're like two just kind of like big balloons not as big as a float right like a lot smaller mm-hmm. and they were like supposed to be snow crystals or whatever so then the macy's mm-hmm. workers would be holding them and would be like chanting like snow crystals <laughs> like there were all these like minor like filler things in between the big floats that's that so funny. funny yeah i did not know that and can i tell you i mm. love a marching band 
Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Marching Marching bands are magical. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I had done this in my life. Well, let me tell you, your girl Fran was in a marching band very briefly. (laughs) How was it? Um, So I was in middle school when I was in the middle school band. We did marching in a parade in Santa Rosa, like the, the Rose Parade is what it was called. Um, and so I marched in that in seventh grade and eighth grade. And I definitely, um, I definitely never wanted to do marching band again. I had zero interest in being a marching band after that. It's like hard. You have to like memorize stuff instead of just like playing off of sheet music. Didn't like that. I oh. never was good at my instrument, trombone. Um, <laughs> But it was really fun. I did really enjoy it. I definitely felt cool. We definitely weren't nice. very good at it. <laughs> um, I remember doing a lot of practice uh, outside, though. So it was nice in school to be able to go outside for band and just sort of practice yeah. walking in time, um, nice. which I do love. I love to walk in step with others. <laughs> um, one year, I think in seventh grade, we all got to wear sunglasses as part of our uniform, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Felt very cool. Imagine, imagine it. A 13-year-old Fran, French braided hair, (laughs) wearing sunglasses, carrying a trombone, wearing a blue blazer, I believe. Feeling extremely cool. Hot as hell. This is Um, pre-Mohawk, Fran. Pre-Mohawk, yeah. So eighth grade, I had the Mohawk, so I could not do the French braid. Um, I don't know. It just probably was a mess. Um, I definitely remember them very, like, sexistly trying to insist that because me and one other girl in band had short hair in eighth grade and of them being like you guys should still how are we going to french braid your hair but then like, <laughs> the boys with long hair it wasn't like well we have to french braid it because it's long it's like a very weird uh thing of it because you're a girl we must still attempt to french braid your like tiny hair <laughs> um but uh yeah definitely all played out of tune um, so that was cool and also pretty normal. I feel like also for when we played sitting down. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would rate the I would rate the experience like now thinking back on it in the past is like a ten out of ten. Imagining because it's so funny, but I feel like overall like I never would want to do it again. So like a six out of ten. But watching a marching band definitely respect that. Very cool. Love when love when people are running around like sousaphone players just running in a circle with their fucking sousaphone. That shit's crazy. Love it. I don't know what a sousaphone is, but yes. Like, it's I like agree. the marching tuba. Oh, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm I'm glad we talked about marching bands because mm-hmm. I just want to give a score to the um, whole Ma- Macy's Day Parade. Here's the thing. I would go again, but I would be mm-hmm. more prepared. I would bring, mm-hmm. like, I feel like you truly need those, like, things that heat up. I've never really bought those. Those, like, hand oh, warmer things. Yeah, those are nice. I, like, would definitely bring those. And I would bring snacks, dude. We were trapped there for, like, freaking four hours. We got there way too early. Mm. Um, and then they were giving out free hot chocolate for the city workers. But you had to wait in a line of, like, a million people. And you risked losing your spot on the bleachers. And in a crowd, it really brings out my fight or flight. And I get stressed. So yeah. that, yeah, the whole thing was a little stressful. But um, like, being I at a concert snacks. when, like, you finally found a spot up close. But exactly. it's in between bands. You're like, I can go get a beer. Or... I can exactly. hold down this spot and then do you want to separate with your partner or your friend that's there with a pot like there's always in my mind the possibility that they'll never find me again even like it's exactly so but I'm like I'm abandoned here and now I'm just standing here trying to look cool at this concert by myself don't love it yeah exactly we also had to wake up guys at literally five o'clock in the morning Ooh. which really hurt like my whole day was like thrown off by that mm-hmm. because sleep is very crucial 
Yeah, no, that's that's very troubling. I really, I very much, so I like never have Thanksgiving off as I discussed previously. So since I had the day off, there was a part of me that really considered going to like Alcatraz Island because there's Ooh. like this big um, like indigenous gathering. They do a sunrise ceremony on Thanksgiving. It's like an un-Thanksgiving day thing. It sounds mm. super cool, um, but it's a sunrise ceremony. They got to be there for the sunrise. Ooh. And I just, I thought about it. I thought about it over a couple days. I'm like, this sounds really cool. What would it be like? And then I was imagining getting up at like four in the morning, getting Sylvia up at four in the morning and putting her in the car and being cold as hell and having to do that. And then I'm also like, I don't really want to go stand in a big crowd before I like go Thanksgiving with my immunocompromised dad. <laughs> like, yeah. Past. So also, yeah, too early, too early. I couldn't do That's it. Really? Did you see the indigenous peoples float in the parade? No, I didn't see any part of the parade. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> was it cool? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Mm, nice. I'll, um, I'll Google it. I'll Google I'll literally it later. Send it to you. I took a picture and was like, this is for friend. Oh. <laughs> then I didn't send it to you. <laughs> um, okay. This did. So through this conversation, I did remember some sort of media thing, entertainment thing that I've been consuming recently passively, not really mm. consuming it personally, which that's the World Cup, everybody. Boo. The World Cup. And Cotter and Steven loves the soccer and he has it on. Okay, I don't really watch it because, yeah, boo, it's kind of boring. Although it is fun with the World Cup because it is like, it's so, it's, it's just fun that it's like actually like national teams. Like, I feel like you can get more excited about it. Like the Olympics, um, like, is a little more interesting to me in general, like how nations yeah. are doing versus like, uh, just like random fucking teams. I don't know. Um, but uh, so that's interesting. Not really. But OK, what's actually cool about it, though, this is what I love about it. So Steven has it on all the time. So Sylvia is watching the World Cup also. She likes to watch it with Steven. Um, and it has resulted in some very cute things, which is it's so the World Cup has coincided with Sylvia learning the word ball. Um, hmm. So that's very exciting. that There's a ball on the screen. <laughs> um, and so she started Stephen Stephen obviously had to go to Big Five and buy the World Cup soccer ball because they like put out a soccer <laughs> ball for the world. I don't fucking know. So we already have like a little soccer ball for Sylvia in the house. We have a different soccer ball that we've like played around with that also just rolls around the house because we never do anything sporting really. And now we have the World Cup ball of this year. And Sylvia sometimes in the evening will run around kicking each one and will like kick them back at her, just going ball, 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 <laughs> ball, ball. <laughs> run around doing that and kicking it. So that's and that's a ten out of ten is her chanting ball. Um, the other thing is she also now will point at Steven's computer and because that's where he's watching the games mostly and just start going goal. Goal. Dude, I saw a snap of this and it was hilarious. So oh shout out God. to you guys. So funny. not only that, so 10 out of 10 for that. So cute. But then also in the middle of the night last night, because she was like, what if I just wake up? And then like she periodically <laughs> is like, what if I wake up and try and sit on my mom's neck over and over again? Or like try and go pull stuff off the bookshelf, like just sort of tries to cross over me, but only over my neck over and over again. Like it's not like she's trying to cross over my stomach or cross over my legs. She's like, the neck is the pathway that I will take. <laughs> So she was doing that, and then at a certain point, did just sit up and start saying "goal, goal." <laughs> like, what are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's two in the morning. 
dark out oh that's good so that was more of a i mean honestly that was still like a seven like as far like her waking up in the middle of the night and being wide awake that's a two out of ten no that's a zero out of ten zero ten don't love it but her saying goal in the middle of the night for no reason is a seven out of ten because it's kind of cute and funny so the same thing when she starts just like kissing me a lot like just over and over again in the face in the middle of the night it's like i'm pissed off to be awake but also it's like cute that's very cute she um, just loves you oh. oh she's so cute she's a cute little bean um but yeah so love the chanting of goal and i think so it's just like basically we got balls on the mind we got balls on the mind in the household <laughs> apparently um and i would say in general uh just the ball i want to just rate a ball which is a 10 out of 10 like simple extremely simple toy an extremely simple form it provided so much entertainment to the family. We have so many different sized balls in the house now. And we love all of them. And ball is really, now that Sylvia is saying it, it's really become a favored character in her mind. Like we have, <laughs> so basically like we have, um, we have photos up of like my nephews and like Sylvia with my nephews. Um, and so there's this one, like it's like a photo collage thing framed in her room. And she likes to look at it and point at it and name her cousins that are in it. And also point herself and say baby. So she names those three characters in the photos. And then she also names Ball that is in one of the photos. (laughs) She likes to name her cousins and name the Ball. And like not any other objects in any of the photos. She's just like Ike, Ball, Baby, Ball. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's great. So 10 out of 10 to the Ball. It's like who needs like you don't you don't need flashy light toys. Like you just need a Ball. (laughs) You don't. It's so true. Mm -hmm. It's so true wait can i review one more piece of media oh please um you're the first person who brought this up to me in my life but i did Mm -hmm. start watching house of the dragon or whatever the fuck the new game of thrones i never even watched it i just brought up the idea of watching it i'm very into it now guys here's (gasps) the thing i resisted because i'm like when they reboot a show but it's an entirely new cast Mm -hmm. i'm like that hurts you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to get into because it's like what is this yeah you're like where are my peeps exactly and i will say the first episode of house of dragon as i was telling you fran Mm -hmm. has a very upsetting childbirth scene so Mm -hmm. anyone who has childbirth trauma maybe stay away Mm -hmm. but i'm very into the show i'm wrapped to the screen it's just as good as game of thrones almost it's very good dude (laughs) i should watch that's basically what i've heard like my friend recommended to me instead of game of thrones because since i haven't watched either of them she's like it's just less that you have to watch like game of thrones is too overwhelming now you can't get into it now as i was saying almost as good you can get into it though because the first episode you'll be hooked like it doesn't doesn't take like it's not like oh it's slow to start or something it's like you get right into it i know but But, i just can't i can't i can't bring that on myself i can't bring you don't have time Uh -uh. but house of dragons i'm loving it the characters are complex and that's something i like too like people are not purely good or purely evil it's like everybody's kind of a real person with both inside of them so they're not all dragons despite the name (laughs) (laughs) this is literally what i was telling adrian so adrian very nicely was watching it with me even though he never watched game of thrones and doesn't care about this at all Mm -hmm. Um, but i was telling him i can appreciate a fantasy series like this because it's like the dragons are barely do you know what i'm saying it's like once in every blue moon you see a dragon but Mm. other than that it's about the people Mm. you know Mm. and Mm. it's like to the point where it's so it's such a believable world to me that it's like easy to be like wait were there dragons in the Mm. old times (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) mean? 
yes like it's yes. like it's like very believable to me for some All right. reason no I like I like that I like that assessment you just made me remember there's this kid I used to know when I was in college and I remember him just popping off about like dragon representation and how he was really <laughs> he would get really pissed off about movies that didn't have good or interesting enough dragons in them like if there was a dragon but it wasn't like given its due then he was like furious about it this is just like this is a 20 year old you guys this is a 20 year old <laughs> popping off about dragons and so I, I remember asking him like what is actually good dragon representation and his answer was how to train your dragon which I've never seen <laughs> but I've heard that it's great heard that it's great. it is a kids movie yeah that kid sorry this guy just forever forever in my brain he said a lot of crazy things he used to also like to pop off about how like huh, pokemon go i'd never play that digimon go then i would play it <laughs> and i was like what? <laughs> who is this person i'm just so incredible that i met through the the atheist club i was in you meet a nice. lot of characters in atheist clubs i will tell you that you really do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i loved it i wonder what he's doing now anyway <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say related to dragons? Maybe nothing. Oh, no. You mentioned... Oh, wait. Did you give it a rating? House of Dragons. I'm giving a solid 8.58. I'm giving an 8. I had to put the subtitles on, guys, because Mm. I'm just like, what the hell are they saying with British (laughs) accents? Like, number one, it's in a British accent. Number Mm -hmm. two, it's in, like, an old-timey phrase. And number three, everyone's got a crazy name. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I definitely need the subtitles. But anyway, I feel like I there eight? are like whole movies I will watch where I have no idea what the characters' names are, and I just kind of let it go. That's I have to describe the characters in the show as like their physical descriptions to Adrian because I don't know anyone's name. Dude, speaking of accents, okay, so Stephen just told me. So we've met now, at least like you know in passing, a number of our neighbors on our block, but the house directly across the street. We've like almost never even seen them come out of their house. And so we've never and we've never introduced ourselves to them. They're clearly not trying to introduce themselves to like new neighbors, whatever. Like that's fine. It seems mm-hmm. like it's an older couple. But Steven was taking um Sylvia for a walk downtown and happened to like be walking by their house right as they as like the man was coming out to his car. So they like said hello. And he had a Scottish accent. And I'm like suddenly like Steven, so did you get invited to their house? We need to find out more about these people. What are they doing in Vallejo? Yeah. Where is he from? And Steven's like, we literally just said our names because I was passing and we moved on. <laughs> and I'm like, Steven, you need to do more work. You need to get us in. Get so do excited to meet people with accents from any place, from any place. Yeah, same. Honestly. Mm-hmm. In also moves- really excited to be a nosy neighbor in general. I love, love that. If I could just make a broad generalization, also mm-hmm. I love that for you. But at the um the hot bitch dance class, mm. um there was one girl who was there early, and she had an Australian accent. She was from Australia, mm-hmm. and she was the most friendly person ever. And that just reminded me, I feel like Australians are really friendly. Have you um, met an Australian? The only Australian person that I've met, at least off the top of my head, was the person who fuck what's their name it's when we signed all of our um paperwork for buying the house it has to Mm. be like there's somebody that has to like witness it and watch it and has to sign the papers what the fuck is they called i don't remember it's like i don't know yes yes a notary we had an australian notary um and she was extremely extremely nice extremely sweet and bubbly very nice to sylvia which we loved nice yeah Mm -hmm. this okay but anyway 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's great. What was that? Oh, okay. But then, so we we're talking about House of Dragon. You ever rating? Oh, you were yeah. talking about childbirth trauma. So something I did want to rate is having acid reflux, which is not a childbirth mm. trauma that I have, but a pregnancy trauma. I have mm. never really had acid reflux in my life, like occasionally, but when I was pregnant crazy acid reflux acid reflux all the time it was horrible zero out of ten hated every second of it is honestly like was probably the worst thing about pregnancy for me that was like my least favorite thing like the swollen feet i could handle being exhausted i could handle the acid reflux every time i wanted to eat anything that i enjoyed infuriating horrible Mm. i now have acid reflux just in my life like since pregnancy like it got way better after like postpartum but it just like now is my lifestyle and i fucking hate that um and i have to limit myself to one cup of coffee every day i realized if i have more than one cup of coffee i immediately like feel super gross that sucks dude that sucks sucks. zero out of ten to acid reflux anybody who has any like cool tips about it let me let me know i'm switching now i just like have my coffee and then i switch to matcha or green tea or black tea afterwards that actually, honestly, I would say that's a huge benefit of acid reflux is like it reigniting my love for tea because I've always mm. been I always really liked tea, but I feel like I was not really drinking it for some years now. And I just like have my tea collection that I keep moving around that I never drink. And now I'm like getting into my teas as people I did awesome. post a short review of Bengal spice tea because I have a box of it in my house. Oh, yeah. What is that? Um, It's like it's like very spiced. It's like a lot of cinnamon. Um, which is why it's a fucking six out of ten. It's like too much, but I also still keep drinking it from time to time because it's like one of the herbal teas I have. It's like a celestial seasonings. I like thing. them. Nice. Yeah. Um. Also, sorry to anyone who follows the uh po- the uh, Instagram of our podcast <laughs> because I do continue to just kind of insert my my own negativity around <laughs> infertility into the feed. So sorry about that. What? I never apologize. That's important. I feel like you'll be deal. like cute review cute review cute review and then i'm like ivf is a horrible thing (laughs) and then then it's like goes back to you being like this is cute no (laughs) it's fine it's fine guys you're also posting the movies you watch that's true Mm -hmm. i haven't done that in a while but i could start again Mm -hmm. but anyway um wait were you in the middle of review um no no okay can i do a little ttc corner anyone wants to follow the the journey, okay. Mm-hmm. Sing with me, Franny. Mm-hmm. If you wanna mm-hmm. see if you mm-hmm. can have a baby, mm-hmm. come on down to mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that cracks me up every time. It's really good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, first of all, if you're following the journey, um, just wanted to update everyone. Our third IUI did fail, unfortunately. Mm. Um, we had an appointment with our doctor, whatever. I thought we could start IVF this month, and we cannot because of insurance. Because Why? insurance sucks so much shit. Yeah, apparently they're like, oh yeah, we need like more than two weeks to get your like pre-authorization for uh, IVF. So you'll have to start like in a month, whatever. Long story short, we had a month. We have a month now of rest and relaxation, mm-hmm. or so I thought. <gasps> Okay, (laughs) we do have a month before doing anything, but it's funny because we already have like two appointments that we have to do like during this month just for like pre IVF stuff. So there's always something guys. There's Mm -hmm. always something going on. And can I tell you, 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I reviewed this. No, I didn't. But um, so Adrian and I had to do these online training modules to prepare for IVF. Mm-hmm. Um, we were sent a series of like seven to nine videos that like, you know, they stop every few minutes to ask you some questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first video was an hour long. The like fuck? these were very, very lengthy training modules. Um, but they were very um, informative and upsetting, I would say, because basically it walks you through every single step of IVF, every single medication that you'll take. And then it kind of just goes through like every single thing that could go wrong and like every side effects, every possible Jesus. outcome. Yeah. And it's absolutely horrifying to watch. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's horrible. And what I was I was just going to share of like it because I, and I think I shared this with you when you were telling me about it before of it reminded me of when you take your baby to get their first vaccines and every time you take them to get a vaccine, they give you a pamphlet about every side effect that vaccine could possibly have. Mm-hmm. And it's like you take your fucking tiny, tiny baby into the doctor. They're going to get a bunch of shots and then they hand you a paper that says how like well in really rare cases they could die and you think to yourself i understand why people are anti-vax now like oh i suddenly now in my new parent anxiety i'm like oh i don't want to give my baby the shot because this is my healthy happy baby and you're giving me a piece of paper that says in extremely rare cases like almost never happens she could just go into anaphylactic shock and die right now in this doctor's office and i'm like fucking kill me like just don't give me this fucking information (laughs) Yeah, Oof. but I will say to everyone, we did get her all our vaccines in the time recommended. Didn't have any side effects. My girl didn't even get a fever from her flu shot. She's, she's a hearty little a healthy bean. babe. <laughs> she's a hearty little she's, round babe. She's a hearty little stoutness. <laughs> she's so cute. Mm-hmm. But yes, the IVF training modules. I'm ranking them a five because honestly, it's important to be informed. But yes. also, it was horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend watching them with your partner. So I tried to kind of just like we had to get them done in order for an appointment to be set up, whatever. So we were kind of in a rush. So I tried like watching them just kind of on my own as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. But probably would be nicer to do together. Mm, we watched yeah. them separately. Adrian also watched them. Credit to him. But um well done. Separate. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you should make like a day of it, like get some popcorn. Yeah, that was the thing is I was about to be on Thanksgiving vacation and I was like, I'm not going to let this ruin my first day of Thanksgiving vacation. So I'm going to watch it right now the night before. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I was like, this cannot, this cannot ruin the vibe. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I mean, I think that was wise. I think that was wise, even though it fucking sucked. Yeah. So yeah. that's where we are at. Well, um, very ex- wait. So, okay. What are your appointments that you have to do in your month of rest and relaxation? Thank you for asking. So on Wednesday, um, we have to do a saline sonogram, which mm-hmm. is also sometimes referred to as a mock embryo transfer, where mm. basically they just squirt saline up your uterus and make sure they can like I don't know. Apparently, they're looking for polyps and stuff, and they mm. can, like, just make sure everything's going to go smoothly when they actually mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And so there's that. And then there was, like, this awkward, like, phone call we had to schedule where I guess they go through all of – they go through your medication protocol. So they're, like, telling you what to take when, blah, 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 which mm. sounds important, of course. But, of course, they're only available for these phone calls from, like, you know, during business hours, like, in the morning on a weekday. So I'll be taking that call at work. Sorry to my workplace. Um, what the fuck? And I don't know. So that's like a little stressful to me. 
because yeah. I don't get the best service and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things we have coming up. And then if everything goes according to plan, which knock on wood, mm-hmm. um, we would start the stimulant medications, the IVF stims mm. um, right before Christmas. Woo! Merry Christmas! Yeah, Merry Christmas! <laughs> um, that is a lot. Okay, honestly, so I have um never had, or le- like in in my working life, have never had like weekends off. Um, mm-hmm. usually I've been I've tried and been lucky to often have at least one weekend day off at a time. Not always. Um, and something that I do take for granted is having a weekday off specifically in regards to like medical appointments because it is so nuts that you like have to take so much time off of work to go to all your doctor's appointments and I understand with your fertility stuff like there is some timing specific things so even if someone always had Mondays off they might still need time off but of like any sort of thing that can be optional like for me I can like do all those type of appointments I just like always schedule on on my day off during the week because I'm free like all day and it's just like it's crazy to me that the medical industry doesn't work on weekends like I mean I know many people in medicine do I don't want to say that because there's like emergency rooms Sylvia's pounding Mm -hmm. on the door suddenly (laughs) she's just suddenly crying at the door she noticed that I was closed in a room away from her um but it is wild to me that like why doesn't Kaiser have like more just like general appointments on Saturdays? Like why do yeah. all GPs not do that? I don't agreed. understand. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And like, yeah, fertility stuff, it's like you can do certain things on weekends, but you can't you can't do other things. And can I just say that I feel that asking for all the time off for infertility stuff is truly one of the most stressful parts of the process. So anyone going mm-hmm. through it just know that's one of the most stressful parts and I have like a nice workplace that's like pretty chill about it but yeah still it's really stressful to keep asking for time right I know because I feel like it's so ingrained by Mm -hmm. um our horrible like not even necessarily horrible workplaces but like our horrible relationship to capitalism that we live under of just like it is so frowned upon to take time off and request time off when it's just like but our lives happen and our lives are important like outside yeah. of work exactly to do it that is very stressful I hate requesting time off um but then I love to be off so yeah that's the thing you gotta do it and you know it's just you gotta take care of yourself um it's true well what uh what time is it what time is it it's time for the motherhood man it um so this is sort of related to the ball and the goal conversation mm-hmm. which is Sylvia's um Sylvia's words and I wanted to give a rating to when she is very close to saying a word but is not saying the word um which is my favorite thing I think I like it maybe more than when she actually gets the word right like she says goal she says ball both incredible um so I just wanted to give a list of <laughs> can you hear her yeah <laughs> I just wanted to um, list off a few things that she says all the time that are not quite the word. Um, she What's says beesh for her toothbrush because we talk about <laughs> brushing your teeth. And so she goes and she points at her toothbrush. She goes beesh, beesh every time. Um, we refer to Steven as papa and she says bop, which <laughs> I love. She also still, she for a while was just, was routinely calling me ma which was Aww. fine 
and sometimes mama, but a lot of time just yelling, ma. <laughs> um, and now, again, seems to have forgotten what I'm called and also sometimes calls me bop, but usually just sort of points at me. Um, doesn't really ever call me anything. But she very consistently <laughs> refers to Steven as bop and like he'll leave the room and she's like, where's bop? <laughs> um, and it's especially funny because Steven like never gave like he Stephen was like his grandma was grandma like he did not give cute or funny names to any of his grandparents or family it was like mom was mom grandma was grandma blah blah blah. so he thinks and he thinks it's like really odd that like I call my grandparents like Uma and Nana and Tata like these are not necessarily the standard names he thinks that's super weird um when actually he doesn't realize that he is the weird one. And so I'm loving that Sylvia is calling him Bop and not like a normal dad name at the at the moment. Dude, and you know that's like me because I did name my grandpa Bapa. I know. That's what I think about every time. Because she does sometimes say Bop Bop or Bapa too. Cute. Um, but it usually is just Bop, which I think is so <laughs> Um, She says Gok for, we're not sure if she's saying, we think maybe she's trying to say Cup. Um, but also maybe confusing it with cafe because we talk about she points at our coffee all the time and says gok, but then points to all cups and says gok. Um, <laughs> she says got for cat or oh, gato. I think nice. she's combining cat and gato. Um, and yeah, those are those are the main ones that I've uh, that I have. But I really like beach and I really like bop. Those are my favorites. Cute. I, I was them. worried when she was starting to say beach at first that she was saying bitch, and I was like, wow, I really <laughs> need to start watching my language around this baby. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but we do need to watch our language around her because she is like fully like just getting like she's just I mean the fact that like she started she watched the World Cup for like a few hours and now yells goal all the time. It's like she's just picking up words so much faster. Yeah, wow, it really Ooh. seems like it. And she has a new Spanish word. So we're at two Spanish words so far, everybody. We're very Ooh, excited. What's she say? She says pan for bread. Wait, what's the other Spanish word? Um, Buo for owl. Oh. Yeah, so for some owl and bread, she says in Spanish. Um, and everything else has been English. I mean, awesome. if you call bop English or beach English. But... I feel like got is pretty close to. That's so. true. That one. It's, it's be- well, she says it is gat a lot. Oh, so okay. it's like it's kind of like gato and gat, but or gat. Now I'm just saying her word in cat. <laughs> um, it's it's hard to say on that one, whether that's an English or a Spanish word that she's given us. That's really cute. It's what a journey cute. yeah dude and she was really i just also want to just say that she was extremely cute for thanksgiving um and like ate all of her thanksgiving food and like i'm really bragging about this i still i'm like still waiting for the time where she becomes really picky toddler because i know a lot of like a lot of people experience that they have like an adventurous eater and then they turn two and then they like stop eating everything mm-hmm. um so we're only at one and a half so i'm not counting on this to continue but it is just like so nice for her to like try different foods and like it she liked carrots for the first time on thanksgiving she's never liked carrots before which i feel like Mm. is a weird thing to not like but every time we've given her coach carrots she spit it out um oh because steven loves carrots i know i remember (laughs) i know he's a carrot man um but yeah she was just like so happy to be around her family and especially her cousins who she loves um, I mean, also her grandparents and other family she loves, but she, you know, especially loves the children, loves the babies. Um, 
and just like ate a bunch of food and like pooped like crazy pooped like four times immediately following thanksgiving like had way so much trouble sleeping the day after and was pooping so much i'm like really happy that she ate all her food but then like two out of ten to the digestive results of whatever (laughs) we were feeding her oh that's great i don't know what was happening there so much poop refused to nap did scream during family photos it's pretty funny (laughs) those photos are so funny dude it's she's she's a nut she's a nut uh yeah that's uh that's what i got that's what i got in the motherhood minute yeah i'm trying to think i don't think i have any other reviews i'm like what else have i done um oh wait okay i do have a gen z phrase that brought to you by my gen z brother who is He's turning 19 on Monday, but oh, he's 18. Yeah. His last his last year of teenhood. And he's milking it. He really is giving <laughs> strong teen energy at the yes. family functions. I and love we love that. that. But um we, I learned we learned this phrase from him. <laughs> he was eating, I don't know, some of the foods at Thanksgiving. He described one of the foods as hella torch, I believe. What? hella torch is like it's good (laughs) (laughs) is it like okay so it's like we like things were lit and then they were fire and now they're torch torch. because if i hear that a food is torch i'm like what did i burn it (laughs) exactly he was saying hella torch other things like that too that i wish i could remember but um he's just funny yeah he wanted yeah, he instructed me how to take a photo of he wanted a photo of him and Adrian where he's looking down. So his face is fully not in the photo. He wanted the focus to be on the plate of food and for the guys to just kind of be blurred in the background. And that was his vision for this photo. <laughs> <laughs> what an artiste. He really is. He's so cute. It's so funny because if I'm giving anyone instruction on a photo, I'm just like, try to not capture my double chin and make me not look like a psycho. That's all I want exactly mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not thinking of like the blur in the background and the and the focus on the food i love that it's like a high priority for gen z is for their face to, or at least for the guy for my brother i'll speak for him only is like for his face to not really be visible his usually his whole person will be blurred mm. or the whole photo will be blurred like pretty heavily with a filter <laughs> Interesting. And that's kind of like his ideal photo. Is that I'm like, does this have to do with their relationship to like constantly like growing up with social media? So their lives are so unprivate, they create privacy through blurriness. Or am Probably. I like overthinking it and it's actually just like I think it looks cool? No, I feel like that's deep and I like that analysis. I don't know. We I would love okay, because I know we we talked early on about basically never having guests on this podcast. But yeah. I would love if we could get Henry on to get. Some... Oh my gosh! Wait, that would be so funny. Yeah, to get some Gen Z Gen Z info. I feel like it probably wouldn't be funny because he would probably not want to participate and would hate it. But yeah, he would just act very annoyed the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but that would be fine. Maybe it could be like bonus content. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Or whenever we have a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people will pay for this podcast. I'll talk unfortunately. to him. Yeah, talk, run it, run it by Henry. Or if we could just get like a little blurb from him every so often, of like, here's a Gen Z blurb. Does he listen to this at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Oh, let's do a little data corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, Henry, you don't even follow like the pod's Instagram. And I was like, is that not? Is it just like not part of your brand? And he was like, yeah, totally. And then he was like, what's the pod about? And I was like, oh, I talk about like 
IVF and stuff. And he was like, well, what's IVF? So that's where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> he's your fucking brother, dude. Like, how? Exactly. So he's not really a listener at all. But <laughs> to I you did... as a person or to the pub. <laughs> exactly. I tried to get him to um, rate our podcast on Spotify. So I was like, Henry, just do it. Just like add a little five star review for us. Mm-hmm. And he was totally willing to do it. He opened it up and Spotify wouldn't let him rate it because Spotify makes you listen first. Then <laughs> he could review. not bring himself to do such a thing which reminds me Mm -hmm. um we received a four-star review (laughs) and i just want to say to the person who you know if that was your honest review Mm -hmm. i thank you i thank you for your honest review Mm -hmm. and we thank you (laughs) (laughs) i forgot you were gonna bring this up i was gonna start with more of a like wait what's the thing from taken where he's like I will I find will, you and I will I kill will you. find you. <laughs> He's like, I will hunt you down. <laughs> oh my god! But no, I, I really now I'm like, this is like someone's honest review, so I can't be like rude about it because like, thank you for your honest review. Well, this is my thought, which is maybe just I feel like this is my rose-colored glasses that I like to view everything for, which is that I mean, one four four out of five. That's not bad at all. Exactly. That's, that's, not that's a solid B. And you know I was a B student in high school. I got B's <laughs> and A's. I love, love to get in a B. Um, and then also I was like, maybe. Because basically all our reviews have only been from people that are our friends. Very close to us. Yeah. <laughs> so true. I'm like, maybe this is someone who is not as close to us. And so they're not worried about. They're not just like trying to be completely 100% supportive all the time. Like all of our beautiful friends who give us five stars. Maybe this is like an honest stranger review, in which case four out of five is pretty good, I feel like. Exactly. For someone that who doesn't good. know us. So thank you to that honest reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm accepting it. I'm mm-hmm. accepting it. I'm in yeah. acceptance. Yeah. Emma's in the acceptance phase of this loss of our perfect fives. Because if it was a, this is the thing, if it was a one star or two star, I'd be like, oh, a hater. This is like one of our haters. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is one of our hate, our many haters. <laughs> Oh, I would love if we ended up having haters at some point, just because that's like, wow, I'm making an impact. (laughs) (laughs) The haters out there. Mm -hmm. We could do a whole Taylor Swift thing. I feel like her whole brand is built off of talking about the haters, like shitting on the haters. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyways. That's our data. Yep. Data corner. Beep, beep, boop, boop got a four-star review everybody what do you think about that with no comment that's the thing too it's like it was on apple pod i think which is like leaves you a space to you know mm-hmm. add a review and there was just no comment yeah stars. and you know emma and i have that big nerd energy we want the feedback when we're getting a grade if i'm not getting a perfect score i want to know why even if i'm getting exactly. a perfect score i want to hear about why you love me yeah we're the babies gotta love us constructive criticism <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're about Oh, so yeah, man. leave your review. Leave your honest review, guys. It's okay if it's four. Mm-hmm. Lower than four, we'll have some beef. <laughs> It'll be <laughs> beef time. Um, dude, sometimes I think about I'm like, damn, what is Sylvia's relationship to school gonna be like? She gonna oh, be... I know, I know. Cause like Steven and I were both big nerds. Um, so I'm assuming she's gonna be a big nerd, but also I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what made us big nerds. Were we big were we born big nerds? Or was it somehow like what was it about our raising that made us like care about school so much? And she's gonna be in a very different school system than us. What's gonna be the deal here? 
I think about this frequently. And I'm like, what's going to be my deal? Like, how much am I going to care about her grades? Like, if she's passing, should I care? I don't know. I just listened to this great podcast. Shout out again to Ned, my friend, Mm -hmm. for recommending this podcast. But the podcast sold a story. If you are interested in, like, teaching stuff and, like, teacher-related stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially, like, teaching kids how to read. This is all about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of, like, the reading wars or whatever. Mm very interesting but yes it makes me basically be like just make sure that in kindergarten and first grade she's learning how to read and if she's not in school you unfortunately you just got to do it at home yeah you gotta make sure she's reading in those Mm -hmm. years otherwise it's a bad situation yeah yeah i know the reading thing is so big yeah but yeah okay what i was gonna say before that though is um i feel like it's all about the friends you make because here's the thing middle Mm -hmm. school for me I did not care about grades at all. Mm. I mean, like, no motivation. Never read the books. Like, totally just, like, really. And then in high school, getting in with this nerd friend group who I loved dearly, Mm -hmm. that was what really motivated me to be like, okay, I got to do this. I got to get A's, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, it's. I feel like middle school is such a weird transition time of like hard to gauge how you're going to act with school and high school. Yeah. Because like when I went to middle school, it like just didn't occur to me that I would have to like study because in elementary school, I didn't have to. It was like you showed up and you got a little check mark and then that's like your grade. Yeah. Um, And I just I have a very distinct memory of in my first quarter grades for my like history English. I had like a combo history English class. In seventh grade of getting like a C minus, which I had like always gotten really good grades. And I remember being shocked and like, this is like, this is bad. But it was just because I like, like we had a major project and then I just didn't do it because I forgot. (laughs) And so then I was trying to scramble to do it at the beginning of class, like in class the day it was due. So it looked horrible. I think I might have even had to present it. (laughs) um and it was just like extremely bad like a post we're supposed to like make an island and like talk about like its government and geography and things i don't know some terrible project that clearly taught me a lot um (laughs) and uh mine i took no time with and then i got like a c minus on that project i think just for turning anything in um and uh yeah so that was like my whole grade and i remember i was just like i was shook i was like what you know what's funny you say that because I feel like going to college I was shook that I would have to study because I don't feel like we studied I studied that much in high school maybe a little mm. bit yeah but just the level from high school to college it was a huge shift yeah. that I was not prepared for you know what I actually had almost the exact same experience as I did in my seventh grade class as I did in like my I mean I went to junior college like my freshman year of college I feel mm-hmm. like that doesn't really make sense for me to use those terms I did junior college for three years did a baking program my first year so I was like not lined up normally but in the first college level English class I took because I was doing the AP English classes with you in high school Mm -hmm. we were that big nerd energy um did really well take my first English class at the JC I got C on my first paper yeah dude. um because I thought I could just write it stream of consciousness in the way that somehow got me A's in (laughs) high school um because I like could spell and like wasn't (laughs) the biggest idiot and that's sort of all you need in high school and I was also shook and like had to talk to her about it and like work on my writing a lot in that first year of English classes and I was I was shook uh very similar yeah to my seventh grade experience in my class of just being like wait I have to like work on this in fully a different way it's not enough to just like show up 
It's so true. The English college classes were really tough ones, I gotta say. Yeah. For just, me. I went, I remember in my second uh, junior college English class, so after this first one, I had, like, improved a bit. Um, I remember my teacher was like, uh, you know, with your papers, you can bring in your rough draft to my office hour and I'll straight up grade it. Like, if you want a good grade, come to my office hour and I'll fucking give you edits yeah, on your rough draft. It's all about office hours. Yeah, dude. It so is. I loved going to office hours whenever. Like, I always felt weird about it at first. And I'm like, no, this is the best. And then I would like once I got in the habit of going, I would go to them all the time. I should have gone more. I but I remember more. like I brought my professor. Shout out to Professor Duxbury. Great. 10 out of 10. Went to his office hour with my rough draft. He read my first paragraph and then just crossed it out. He was like, none of this <laughs> makes any sense. This is bad. This is like That's you figuring great. out what to write. Everything in this doesn't have any point. <laughs> I was uh, mortified. <laughs> That's really strong. Wow, I love that. Yeah, he really he uh, really was not sugarcoating it. Well, not to sugarcoat this, but maybe we should end. Yeah, yeah, we've been, we've been going on. I would love to have more... Um, nerd reflections i know uh, in this Maybe podcast in the- <laughs> <laughs> reflections of a nerd um all right dudes well reviewers you know where to find us franonemapod at gmail.com the review crew pod on instagram here <laughs> yeah <laughs> leave us a review leave us a rating ideally Let's five know. stars but clearly we <laughs> welcome and appreciate four star reviews as well as we've shown um, we love you all your perfect tens emma you're my perfect 10 and it's christmas guys merry christmas coming up we're excited uh, and happy, happy hanukkah. holidays everyone. happy hanukkah. happy holidays Kwanzaa. uh solstice happy solstice dude okay i used to work with this really intense lady she would probably hate to be called a lady this intense woman Um, at one of my old jobs and I remember around the holidays she explained to me multiple times in her intense serious way well we celebrate Yule which is like you know (laughs) the pagan tradition and I'm like and it's one of those things where I want to make fun of her but I'm also like I also want to celebrate Yule (laughs) (laughs) that is great I love that yeah yeah then she started saying some crazy stuff but that I liked her opinions around Yule that's great. I will say I love Christmas. I love saying Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, not, you, not, you love Christian America. Not in a MAGA way. I'm just saying I love Christmas. Yeah, that's great. A lot of people love Christmas. Christmas yeah. is a fun, great holiday. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Christ is born. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, everyone. Happy, all right. happy December. Um, and to all, a good night. <laughs> We should. We do actually have to do like a holiday. I say holiday episode, but it's going to be a Christmas episode. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. We'll do a Yule slash Christmas. We're going to do a Yule episode. Christmas solstice episode. Perfect. Okay. okay. All right. Have uh-huh. a great day. You Bye. Too. Bye.